When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Yay Networks. Hey, I'm Jenna. And I'm Francisco. You know, we are new parents trying to navigate this chapter of our lives while trying to run our own businesses and doing our best to stay mentally and physically fittish. I don't know how good we're doing at that. Here's what you have to look forward to. <laughs> don't read it so much. <laughs> We've had to make a lot of compromises in the relationship, but it's sure. worth it, right? You've, I, there've been, there's been moments that I wanted to post something on social media and you're like, you're not gonna post that, are you? That's for us. Well, can you imagine what it would be? I, I mean, I know we just got these tattoos together, but I don't know this dude. I gotta go. Babe, home. the thing is that in that first trip to Mexico, I was aiming for your kidneys, oh. but, but I found your heart. Engaged. I am engaged. We good? <laughs> I love that. We can just leave all this on the beginning of the podcast. It's a really unprofessional way to start the podcast, but it's real us talking about stuff. We are engaged, actually. Welcome to the yeah. Finnish podcast. I'm here with my uh, engagement partner, my fiance, yeah. Francisco. It's funny because we're going to get to some of your questions later in the show. We love that you interact with us on social media, and then we ask you to ask us questions that we can talk about on the show. And uh, you give us all sorts of good questions, not just baby related, all sorts of stuff, stuff that I wouldn't even think you'd be interested in. So we're going to get to some of that later in the show as we always do but one of them is actually congratulations on being married i see jenna's wearing a band yeah I like, no i just <laughs> i got mad like i had i did my first q a like i went full on uh, influencer influencer yes and a lot of people ask you that right yes a lot of people ask us if we were about to get married or if we were already married or it's like well you people follow up First of all, your response was very strange when this happened. You just, you did a Q&A. So let's talk about this for a second. You did a Q&A. I think you did a really good job. I told Franny he needs to start doing more social media for his brand and his business. And so he did a Q&A. And, uh, and it was funny, but when someone asks you that question, you get to choose what you answer. Like you don't have to answer every question that's presented, obviously. So you picked that question. But you oh, did babe, not say I have anything. 3,000 questions. Oh, I'm sure. He just stared at the camera with a smart ass look on his face and didn't say anything when someone asked, when's the wedding? So what I, as your partner, I don't even know what that meant. So it's just like right now we're going step by step. Like we just had a kid. Well, not step by step. We're just jumping all around like, like Twister. That's a bigger commitment than marriage, right? Yes. Why, in your eyes, why have we not gotten married? Um, In my eyes? Yeah. These ones? Yes. In my no, face? I'm just really curious what you, um, if you had to give, you won't make me upset. No, I, I, I really think that between COVID and between, you know, this new swine flu situation that it's happening. The world. Oh, I thought you were going to say, no, it's because I, I haven't, like, I've just had no desire to. No, I think we just, we're <laughs> perfectly happy and we have prioritized having a family Instead of having a paper or a document that will bind us together for legally. I'm not opposed to marriage. I'm opposed to weddings. And I think that's very important to differentiate. I have never had the desire to have a wedding. Now, he would love a wedding, 
more than he would probably like to be married. I think I'm going to have a wedding by myself. Like we're going to get married and I'm going to go to Mexico and I'm going to have just a huge party to celebrate that event. To celebrate you? No, to celebrate the whole thing. Like I made it almost to 40 single. I think I don't judge people that have weddings. I totally get it. I get anxiety planning events. I don't like big parties. I like to go to big parties that I had nothing to do with. I think big expensive parties are amazing, but I don't know. I've just, I'm in this phase of life where I want my money to be more practical. Like I want to buy a house and I want to, I wanted to do the IVF and have a kid. And I mean, that IVF process is a wedding. Like, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but like that the expense of IVF is the cost of like what a lot of y'all probably spend on a wedding. And so I just made some different decisions and I probably have some commitment issues, but I mean, and the aftermath is way more expensive than having a wedding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, I mean, having a child with you is a way bigger commitment than getting married. I can't just like get that shit annulled. Like I can't just like walk out one day. It's a lot harder now. Yeah. I mean, now I have a baby with you, which makes it harder and we need to work on the relationship. That's also coming up later in the show. Some ways to bond after having a baby. We need some bonding. I think we're going to give each other a grade on how we've been doing. I think we both know it's probably probably an F, but we're going to visit some tips on how, how to bond with your partner after having a baby. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's just, we weren't even planning on talking about that, but yeah, I think the certificate of marriage, a couple things, I don't know what, what's in it for me. Like I probably won't take your last name unless you really wanted me to. I like your last name, but I just mean like legally documenting it, like getting, getting my name changed, going to the passport office and doing all of that just seems like a lot of work. There's someone that told me because I was like, like we're, we don't care about any part of what people legally get married for. Like, I think you're a very independent person. I'm a very independent person. Like financially we have our shit kind of together. Um, yeah, but, I don't want you to get half of my business when of we course. break up. And uh but someone told me that uh that if I were to be in my dead bed, yeah, you would not have a say. And it's like, well, I'm pretty sure there is a a lawyer that can draft a paper that can say if you're in a well, dead that's bed. just the power of attorney. Yeah. 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 I don't want you to have a say up on my deathbed. Well, it all depends the day, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. No, I'm kidding. I would. I'd want you to be that person. I, I, I trust you in that. But that's true. That's fair. But it, but what you're talking about costs money. Like, so to go to a lawyer and get them to draft up everything it would take for us to get married or any kind no, of like prenuptial agreement and all of these things that as you're, when you're almost 40 and you decide to get married, you watch other people make a lot of mistakes and then you know how like differently we'd want to do it. I also think... Why? We're doing a pretty good job. But but I hope you know, like, I want to. Like, I think that we will, right? It was COVID. It was just the expense of a lot of things. I think that we will at some point, at right? At some point, yeah. We're not in a rush. So you're kind of anti, we're learning. No, I'm not anti. I'm not absolutely anti. I'm... Partially think, anti? No, I think it's... I forgot, but you, you've done this. You've been married before. Like, it was like a, like a kermess, like a... Like wedding, a like a like a fair wedding, like a wedding of, that you get married in a fair type of situation didn't count. It did count. You it legally did count got legally, married. but however, I just stayed together <laughs> for like six months. So it was just a trial. It was like a, a free trial wedding situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good why learning. you've already done it. No, yeah. no, no. It's not about that. I'm, I'm perfectly fine getting married. 
We uh, clearly have some things to talk through. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I think we're on the same page. I think also a lot of people want to get married in a church, and I'm not really a church-going person. And so, you know, I did ask Francisco a long time ago before we had children. Um, I, I asked him, is it important to his family? I love his parents very much, and, you know, they're much more religious. And so I wanted to make sure his sister had a huge, like, five-day, 500-people wedding in Mexico City a decade ago. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are they going to be very upset if you if you settle down with a woman that doesn't want more? something like that and he said no actually I think they got it out of their system so he had talked to them about it they were fine with it we didn't have anyone in our life only strangers at least in in my eyes it's only been strangers that have asked me if we were why we didn't get married before we had a child it's funny because neither of my parents and their divorce yeah, neither of them care much they don't it. care they just care that I'm happy that they really yeah, like my Francisco. parents did, like yeah but it was it's funny that you mentioned it because in the Mexican tradition I don't know if this works in all American tradition, the bride's parents pay for the wedding. Same. So that's my dad how it was is here. so excited. Like these motherfuckers at some point have to get married. We paid like bukus of money for this fucking wedding. Oh, so they get to go to a good wedding. And, and now I have we to get pay to go it. like, and now I get to go to a good wedding and uh, uh, someone's going to foot the bill for all these wrongs. <laughs> I think this is the other downside in waiting a long time to get married. If I had gotten Should married... Should I call your dad and see yeah. what the story would That's do? That's what I was about to say, though. I'm almost 40, and so being so independent for so long, I don't... I mean, I my stepmom had said that they would contribute money if we wanted to have a wedding, but it's kind of weird now being this age, being like, Daddy, pay for my wedding, you know? I should and leverage I, the whole situation better, right? Like, I was like, so I'm thinking about marrying your daughter, but... What's the what's the budget? What's the budget? Like, like, yeah, like she's almost forty. We know that this is the best she's gonna get. At I this love point. the stories I've heard from girls that got married young, whose dad will come to them and say, and I've heard this multiple times. And lucky people in general that have parents with money that want to pay for a wedding, because I know a lot of people have to do it on their own, and that's how I would be right now. And I don't want to spend my hard-earned money on a party for other people that I won't even enjoy. I don't, and maybe you do. So you, if you want to have a wedding. I'm telling you right now, if you want to have a wedding and you want to pay for the wedding, I'm down. It is just not that's where... That's good to know. It, that's really, really good to know. I don't need any part in the planning other than like maybe Would you we come? invite or don't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I have to see the whole layout first. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the invite list and all this. But a lot of times like the dads will be like, I'll give you X amount of money and you can either use it for a wedding or like use it as a down payment on a house or for like a honeymoon. And like... Every time the girl wants the wedding, you know, and I've heard that. And then she always regrets it. She's like, man, because you also want a house and you also want a honeymoon. And then they're like, man, it would have gone a lot farther on a house. And like, that is the one thing that I would have done. Like, I wish I had been in a position now with the real estate market being, I just keep looking back going, gosh, I wish I had had more money in my twenties, or I wish I hadn't blown a bunch of money on bullshit in my twenties and actually like bought an investment property. I mean, it's such a regret, but I didn't have the money at the time. You know, I still hardly have the money now, but I didn't have the money at the time to do that. And Yolo. I just I just don't, I just, you like a party. I don't like a party. I don't like superficial conversations. I, I don't think like a party. It's, it's just, uh, it's, it's funny, no? Sometimes. What's funny? Like some people decide to have a, a like buy a property and some people go for a wedding. Like and I'm right? not, you wouldn't think Jenna practical. Like that, those two things oh, do not course. go together, but no. like, that's how I feel now. But you know my the, my co-worker Sophia she's about to get married yeah and she's young how old is she she's like she's 22 she's like 23 24 they're amazing couple love them both um 
uh, but she wanted to have, she'd rather have the money to invest it somewhere. Yeah, because she, you said, realize it. We're going to enjoy this bunny. Dad oh, wants to. The, the way are, we're going to have the experience. There's always, there's always hooks, yeah. you know. Hey, I did something yesterday that I haven't done in six I months. Know. Actually, two days in a row. I exercise. I am starting my postpartum fitness journey, whatever that means. And let me tell you, it was really difficult. Like it was probably the hardest. And I didn't even do that hard of a workout. Raven, who has been on the show recently, um, we, she came up and met me at the office and we did an hour long workout and I am physically very tired today. But the day before that, Francisco and I went on a walk run for two miles. So I'm two for three in the last three days. No, don't touch. Don't squeeze. It really hurts. No, <laughs> but it's been a minute since I've gone outside and tomorrow I'm going to go on a walk run again, but it's time. It's time for me to feel good. And the one thing that's so crucial to me every time I exercise is listening to music. And that, that's just the must for me. I mean, it's beautiful to listen to the sound of your voice, Francisco, but I much prefer to listen to a podcast or really to listen to music. That's what I like. I like music that's blaring so loud that I can't hear the sound of my own heart beating out of my chest because I'm so tired from exercising, but I love it. And Raycon earbuds are just my go-to Raycon's everyday earbuds. I'm not the only five-star review, by the way, they have 48,000 five-star reviews on the site. These are great wireless earbuds with a really long battery life and way more affordable than some of the other, you know, designer earbuds out on the market. They just look, feel, and sound better than ever. And like I said, I, I like my earbuds for really loud music. Certain certain headphones I've tried in the past, they have like way too much bass, right? Because they're more for voice. I don't know if a lot of people know this, that sometimes like the 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 kind of earbuds and headphones you may use on a radio show or for something like this or for, for like really good voice listening. But I like earbuds that are really good for, for music, more for bass and for what? More trouble. More tr trouble. More trouble. <laughs> well, whatever it is, Raycon's doing it right. And Fittish listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Fittish. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash Fittish. For 15% off your Raycon earbuds, I recommend the Raycon every day earbuds. Um, like I said, they have a lot of playtime. You don't have to worry about charging them every two seconds, eight hours of playtime and a 32 hour battery life, half the price of these other premium audio brands. And you're going to get an extra 15% off when you go to buyraycon.com slash finish. And I can vouch because I stole the first pair. Our son. Yeah, you did steal the first pair. Our son is a manipulator. We have learned just in the last few days that Remy is already manipulating and this is scary Real because Machiavelli. this is the first I think this is the first like sign of personality I mean we see him smile and he's playful and all of these little moments have been really cool right but it kind of dawned on Francisco and I something he's done the last few days and then he's done it now seven or eight times so we know that it's not just an accident it dawned on me this morning actually before I came in here and I said to Francisco I go he Remy started to manipulate He's like, how so? So he is such a good baby. He's well, from what we've been told, because we have nothing to compare it to. He really only cries when he's hungry. And once you start feeding him, he's fine. But he hasn't. We've been very lucky. We have not had to deal with any kind of serious colic or reflux or from what we understand, fussiness in general. Well, he gets a little gas amazing. sometimes, but he's just an amazing baby. But 
Yesterday and today, I noticed that when he's in his swing and he's totally content and I'm talking to him, baby talking to him this morning, I'm like, oh, you know, I call him my, um, you know, my handsome little sir or whatever. I'm just, you know, calling him Remylicious, just talking to him. All those names, beast, terrorist. Little beast, little terrorist, the names that y'all yell at me for. But I call him all of these are endearing, affectionate names. But yeah, he has a lot of nicknames. So I'm talking to him, talking to him. And we finally, we found a, a great nanny who started this week. So I'm, you know, talking to her so I turn to her and I'm talking and Remy starts crying but in his drama prince that's what we call him when he starts crying because drama prince goes away real quickly when you give him food so I'm like drama prince what's wrong and he kind of stops and smiles at me I take him to the changing table because he had pooped and I could smell him I'm like oh you're so smelly I'm in his face like rubbing my nose against his talking to him he's smiling then I start talking to Betty the nanny and he starts crying again this fucker is fake crying when the attention's not on him crying. because the second you look at him again, he's only eight weeks old this week and he's already manipulating. And he's been, this is like the, I told you the seventh or eighth time I've caught this in the last two days. This is not a coincidence. And I told Francisco, he goes, yes, he does it to me. You talk to him. He loves it. You turn away and start an adult conversation with someone. He's meh, meh. You look at him like something's wrong and he just kind of smirks manipulating at eight weeks old. So I looked it up. They say babies usually don't know how to manipulate it starts as early as four months old, but he's only two months old this week. You can so start haggling like at, at eight weeks. <laughs> to get the price down? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he's manipulating, you know, which scares me in a way that I don't want him to start because he's really good with anyone holding him and being put down in his bed, you know, because I don't want it to start. They say at nine months old is when they'll start crying and learning that if you pick them up, that crying will get them what they want. But I'm like, he is already doing that. He's crying for attention. Knowing both you and I, of course, we want lots of attention. And so, yeah, I think Remy's manipulating yeah. already. He's going to be selling used cars that buy six months. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's possible. It's possible. So um, I just want to let you know that a lot of furniture is about to show up at the house. Okay. And I know we've talked about this and... I've been trying to compromise and like, this really isn't a compromise. Like I've just decided to do it. Like I'm just doing it. So I'm just letting you know. Okay. But your mom's leaving next week and she's been in the guest room. And I, until we find a house, we went and looked at houses this weekend. We're just not ready to do it yet. I'm turning the downstairs bedroom into a daytime nursery area for Remy. So what's showing up tomorrow is like a day bed, a mattress, his cribs in the garage. I'm gonna need you to put that together. I rented a storage unit for all the other bedroom stuff. Like I've been threading putting that together. Like, I don't know, like, how it's... How Yo, it's I ordered a, what is a $5,000 Lucite crib um, for... Well, it ended up being more than I thought because of shipping, but I got the Lucite crib off Ali, Alibaba from a seller on Alibaba. The, the crib was like $700, of course, then shipping. It still put it at about $1,500 total, but these are these designer clear Lucite cribs that go for $5,000. I think they manufacture them for these designers, and I, I basically got a hot crib, so don't judge me it for it. It had four stars because only four <laughs> fingers have been caught and a tongue. Fran but, hasn't put it together yet. He doesn't want to. He's like, we'll save it for a house. I'm like, you're putting this shit together. It, We're making a nursery room for our, our it child. It is like in a coffin. Yeah, looking. it came in a full crate. It took, how, how, guess how long it took to come. Do you know? Like eight months. <laughs> I ordered it in like September and it just got here. <laughs> like it, 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 it took like almost a year. Like, and it is in a coffin and something. I know it's going to look amazing. I it's going to look amazing. I haven't went, went to, I haven't went to open the coffin because for some reason, I think it's just going to be all pieces 
and it's going it's to have like it's, it's going to have like four sides that you just have to put together it's loose sight it can't be in that many pieces that's why it had to come in a crate that's why it took so long on a boat because it's in large flats well so our flex room has gone from our flex room is what we call uh, it no it's how i started calling it right now it's it, it was <laughs> a gym then it got used twice it was an we oh no no no, the no wait it was an office. You had a desk that Danny <laughs> took. It was an office first. Then it was a gym, fully equipped gym. <laughs> then it was a fully equipped bedroom. Yeah. And now it's going to be a fully equipped daytime nursery. Daytime nursery. And Stay tuned for the next that what chameleon is- room. What is wrong with this idea? Now, I understand your hesitation has always been you want family to come stay. But I think we've realized that, A, we hope that we'll move before they make a trip back. And B, Remy needs a space. This It is. This is a dilemma. A lot of you have been asking, like, I want a nursery tour. And I've been honest, like, Remy doesn't have a nursery yet. I mean, he has a really cute open area outside of our Nor like people. That uh, I'm just going to ignore. It. I'm just going to, like truck through this right now because yeah you check your phone be very disrespectful now that i'm speaking See, so we have so many connection issues right now don't we i wanted to compromise i've asked you for months it is very important to me as a yes. mother that i have a room for him because he's very discombobulated and i know remy doesn't care and once he starts crawling fran and i want to get into a house but our town home only has two bedrooms and one's on the third floor ours and then the guest room's on the bottom floor way too far for a newborn to be away from us i totally get that but Having someone during the day, I mean, he toggles between a living room bassinet and a a master bedroom bassinet. So he'll sleep with us or outside of our bedroom at night, of course, when we're alone with him. But when we have someone there all day during the day, that room's the darkest in the house. It has blackout curtains. This little rascal wakes up with lights. He sees ghosts all the time. He needs a dark space with a rug. He can do tummy time. All his shit can be down there. It has a full bathroom. We won't leave him down there at night, babe, but I ordered a day bed with a twin. I'm going to start sleeping in there with Remy. Babe, I think you're right because he needs a place to where to save his inventory when he starts selling high-end sneakers uh, <laughs> by eight months, you know? <laughs> when he starts buying them in China and selling them in Facebook Marketplace, he needs a place where to storage that shit. Yeah, and it gives me... I don't... I just... You understand. He I needs mean, his most women do a nursery like six months before the baby's born. And that has been taken away from me. I haven't put up wallpaper. I haven't done anything. I'm still not going to do that. But we need this furniture anyway, because when we move into Are a Are we going to paint it? No. And take pictures and just put hearts and then paint it over? And No, but now you're giving me more things to do and more ideas. No, I'm not going to paint it. I have my theme. I have my black and white style. It's very neutral. I like it. And then... It's not like wasted, right? Because we're going to use all this stuff when we move into a house anyway. I just need to now store all the expensive bedroom set furniture that I got for your family to come stay. Now that is going to go into a storage facility. So it doesn't have to be, you say it has to be climate controlled. That's a whole nother conversation, but I need a place to store all of Remy's KiwiCo that I've also started ordering, by the way. Do you know what KiwiCo is? Yes. Those really, really, really cool uh, sets that they put together. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah. Well, it can be different things, right? KiwiCo is more educational, but it, it kind of grows with them with age too. Granted, Remy has been a little bit young because like I said, he's only eight weeks old, but these are monthly science and art projects that celebrate your child's natural curiosity. So this could be anything from like 
where do rainbows come from? Or like, I want to learn about rocket ships. So different kind of craft science projects, super cool, makes it fun. I mean, I can't wait because if he gets into bugs and rocks, that's on you, man. Yeah. For okay. Sure. As long as he doesn't if he's into spiders. fashion design, I'll take some of that. Yeah. And spiders. I forgot about <laughs> we, we got to get into that in a second. I didn't know how much you really hate spiders, but Remy's probably going to be interested in bugs. I mean, a lot of little kids sure. are very curious about this sort of thing. So it's just so much fun, right? Because your child's going to get super cool hands-on science, art, geography projects. Of course, you get to choose what this is, right? Based on their age, based on their interests. You know, little boys, little girls are into different things. But these are real engineering projects for children. So, hey, this is a way to kill some good time during the summer months as well, right? When you're sitting there going, oh. What am I going to do with my kid all summer if he's not in camp? Check out KiwiCo. They're going to do the legwork for you, and you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Step into spring and celebrate the season of discovery with a KiwiCo subscription. You can actually get 30% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line with the code FITISH at KiwiCo.com. That's 30% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, and the promo code is FITISH. I love that. I love those little things. I know. Things. I'm excited to be able to do projects, especially uh, when someone's kind of already planned it out for you. But. Yeah. And you, you have all the instructions and it's, it's just very interactive with your kid. He's going to be able to be doing that next summer in between his uh, underground poker room and, <laughs> and, and his Kiwiko. I want to talk for a second about Fran not liking spiders. We've gone to look at two houses in the last couple, in the last month, I guess. We've taken Remy with us as well. We loved the house this weekend, but it was actually in budget for us. And I don't even think it got many offers, which is probably a red flag, but I don't know why. I just had cold feet and I loved the house. Like I could actually see us in there with Remy, but I just didn't feel like spending the money right now and getting into some sort of bidding war. Like, I don't know. I think I'm just having anxiety about like the thousands of dollars in medical bills I have to pay from having a baby. By the way, the cesarean like cost and price breakdown uh, is absolutely yeah, crazy I, I, I mean i'm glad we well have aware. insurance but holy shit that's a conversation for the next podcast i'd love to give you all a free product if you can guess how much the actual hospital bill was um but we went to look at a house and we've been looking at houses that are in areas that we never thought we would live in but that we're open to especially based on the house right because i spend a lot of time at home and if it has a good yard and a good vibe and good light i'm you know in a good space for remy to grow up for the next couple of years i'm great with it and i'm very flexible we don't need to worry about school because of where we want to send them anyway so we've gone to two different areas that were kind of uncharacteristic of what we thought but we go look at one and the backyard was amazing the house itself was kind of a dump and would need a lot of work but the backyard was like oh my gosh i mean like full pool grilling area like i felt like it was on happy you have some a, animals. You, your own creek like animals literally like a goat but it's so funny because i know very well after living in texas all these years you cannot fall in love with a house just because of a backyard because you're going to use it. Uh, you're not going to use it very much. And and we could see some mosquitoes and stuff. So we're walking through the backyard. My mom's and his mom's like, this is amazing. But yeah, she lives in Mexico City where you can be outside in your backyard every day of the year because it's like 65, 70 degrees. Not the case here. Fran's looking at the deck and there's a little hole underneath the deck. And he goes, I think something's living under there. I'm like, fuck yeah, something's living under there. Like, look at this backyard. It's half an acre. And there's like a little shed over there. I mean, we could have chickens and animals back here. And he's like, I bet there's spiders back here. I'm like, yeah, there's spiders back here. There's a creek. There's bugs we everywhere. Don't coexist. And what? We don't coexist very well. You don't coexist we, with spiders. We're, we're very starting. Well. No, no, I, I have saw to a say. spider on the headboard or behind the bed the other day, and I killed it. It was like a little tiny house spider. You know, when the weather's like this, it's muggy and rain, and there's bugs, right? Like I don't care that much as long as there's not a. It's not arachnophobia, like a million spiders going up the wall. He is so freaked. I don't think he could sleep that night. 
No, I think we have, like, I have gotten much better with my little fear of a spider. Little fear. Yeah, little. Where did that start? I think it was Always? with one spider and then it grew with two and then it was continued <laughs> with the next spider. I don't know. Like, how did it start? I don't know. Like, uh, maybe one bite me one day. <laughs> what? I don't know. I got bit by a brown recluse when I was a child. I know. Did I, I tell look you this story? Yeah. We had some family. You didn't become we had, so we have some family members we don't like to talk about because like everyone has like really trashy family members, I'm sure. But she, they were living. She was living in a trailer park in a trailer. And my mom and I went to stay. And I didn't know at the time. I mean, I was only nine or ten. Um, but apparently they got the mattress out of the shed and I slept on the mattress, which, of course, now as an adult, I would never sleep on a mattress that came out of a shed on a Dumpster. dirt floor in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Yeah. Like, like what's in that mattress. Well, a brown recluse was in that mattress. And I woke up the next day and was like, I had this bug bite, you know, that was real itchy, but it had a brown dot in the middle. And how do you love that spider? I don't, I don't love that spider, but I don't squeal like a little pig every time I see a spider. Well, that's you. You know what okay? I do? I just go spider gone. Like bye spider. I, I mean, you are literally a million times bigger I than that I almost do the same thing. I interact a little bit with my emotions. Talk to myself. After that, I go and do that. <laughs> I love it. It's okay. Well, then I'll deal with Remy if he loves bugs. I'll handle it. I like other bugs. And, you know, to be honest, I've been trying to face my fears with spiders. But you are okay with snakes. Snakes are perfectly fine. Really? Yes. Snakes are big and scary, too. I think I actually d you dislike snakes them. more like than you spiders. Get, like, it's like there's something out the Not spider. Not always. Like if they're slithering through the grass. For sure. But I don't I don't go around slither grass. Places, slither grass. Yeah, it's like places <laughs> where they can slither into the grass. But a spider could be living in our third floor. You know they say that you swallow like two spiders a year. They said eight in Michigan. <laughs> In, in Michigan, what are you talking about? <laughs> I used to go to Michigan often, so... <laughs> what? Yeah, one of my faces. Uh, but, but you, I always say you have nine lives, and we learned, like, a lot about your last life in the last podcast about your journey to the priesthood. I don't know about your Michigan life, but did you get married there, too? No, no, okay. no. no. <laughs> um, so, but they said that they swallow eight spiders a year. Fun fact. I don't know. Full of protein. Only if you're a mouth breather. I know who's gonna <laughs> Don't go there. I know who's gonna Don't eat go a there. lot of spiders. Uh let's let's tackle a couple of questions on the show before we're gonna rate each other on how well we've bonded. But because I think a lot of you have been interested in like a lot of your questions have to do with certain things revolving around this and kind of our intimacy and date nights and things like that. So we'll, we'll talk about how we've been bonding in a minute and give you some recommendations. But uh, Miranda wants to know when we're going to get another cooking night with Fran. It was a very big hit, apparently. Not only that, a lot of y'all supported and bought finished product that night. We did a live cooking where I talked and answered questions and you cooked a soup that yeah. I can't pronounce still. Um, you know, let's, let's schedule another one. <laughs> Whatever it was called. Yeah, I think we need to do Cloud something. Like, yeah, I think we need to do something like that once a month. We get yeah. a lot of feedback about that. So why don't y'all let us know if you'd prefer another like Friday night at 7 p.m. sort of thing. We can make that work now that Remy has his own room. We'll have his own room. We can cook in the kitchen on a Friday night because he's not just chilling in the living room and we're trying to tiptoe around so we don't wake him. 
Just another reason. Thank you for not compromising, but I'm just going to go ahead and do my own thing there. Uh, what about, uh, gosh, some of these questions are That's a little That's why tough. I went like the, the um, climate controlled storage, just in case I have to move there from <laughs> Yeah, I told, him, I told him I wanted the pull-up storage so he could park his motorcycle and I can just store stuff. I mean, this is for a few but months she, she, I'm going to store some so stuff. You're so subtle. Like, it's like, we can get one where you can storage motorcycles there. It's like, e yeah, and put babies also. Like, no, motorcycles in the house. They're part of the family. I had to crawl in through the passenger side door of my car to get to the driver's side door to then get in my car and leave the garage. With my breast pump and everything else because of your motorcycle. Did I you can't feel more accomplished? <laughs> no. Did you feel like a workout? Yes. Postpartum. Exactly. It's wonderful. I crawled in through the passenger side door to get into the driver's side. Well, that's an amazing story. But you know what? Story. I'm really glad you have your motorcycle there. It's really important with I mean, a newborn baby in the house. It has brought so much joy. Yeah. Remy and I are thrilled for you. Remy's um, already gone out twice. Being in a biracial relationship... <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting I've learned, though, actually, is it's not technically biracial because when I've had to check off race for Remy, I didn't y'all can make fun of me all you want. But like I didn't realize I mean, I grew up a white privilege, whatever you want to call it, but it's Caucasian on everything that I check. But I always thought it would that Hispanic would be on there as something separate. Hispanic is a totally different category, right? And it's still Caucasian. So you're Caucasian, but by nationality, you're Hispanic. Or usually in America, it's a totally different section you check. But it would be like Caucasian, African-American, right? Like all these other Native American would be all of these different like ethnicities you would choose. You know, so race, Mexican, Hispanic, not a race. I had no idea until I started checking stuff off for Remy. And by the way, something else I didn't tell you, like Remy, we're just making Remy Mexican. Like of course, he's Hispanic, she's a right? minority. I didn't know. Yeah, he is, right? Absolutely. Like I just, so I started checking all of that and then someone told me I should, but, but then again, Caucasian. So being in a biracial relationship, Lizzie wants to know, which I don't think it's biracial, but I get what she means. Well, no, no, I get it because we like different foods. You like Mexican food a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over it right now. <laughs> Do you find it hard sometimes to express yourself? It's funny. I told Francisco sometimes I don't, we express ourselves a lot. Obviously we're very, uh, if anything, it's almost too much of butting heads. Right. But I tell Francisco the stereotype about Latin men and women, I guess in general is that they're very passionate, which I always thought would be like amazing, right. It'd be very fiery and good and like a hot sex way, but it could also be very fiery like in a, when we're mad at each other. And so I tell him sometimes when we're fighting really badly, I'm like, Sometimes it's really hard to see your love through your passion because passion's not always like a super positive thing. But I don't I don't find it hard to express myself with no, you. Cool we, with we express ourselves a lot, right? Yeah. Do you find it hard to express I don't, yourself I don't with find a it hard. No, no, no. I don't find it hard with a Caucasian or a nation or any You've never found it hard to express yourself. I that's just false, and we don't have to get into it, but I think that you, I'm, I'm just you a, need to a, try a, to be more vulnerable. A man with few words. Fewer. Friend, the issue we have sometimes is, like, Fran will get mad because I'm like, how are you? What do you have today? I have a lot. 
Like fucking what? Like, tell me what you have, right? I have a lot. I have a lot. It's just nonstop today. Well, you say that every day. I want to know. I want to know exactly like what was the, what was a bad meeting? What was a good meeting? Who'd you talk to? Who'd you go to lunch with? Of course, like, I want to know. I want to connect. Like, I want to find out what worked. I, I had a lot today. I'm just a man, a few words. I'm like, okay. That's been my issue lately. I'm like, let me that's in. Me. Let me, that's me. Shut up. How's Jenna Spanish going? Been with my husband 10 years. He still only knows the basics. Well, same. It's better. I'm understanding so much. I, I a conversation that the nanny was having with your mom. I understood. Was it in English? <laughs> because sometimes no. those even those are even hard to understand. No, it wasn't. But I totally understood this conversation they were having about like a relative in Mexico, and your mom's been offering to like bring stuff down since she's about to drive back. Like, do you need do you need me to get anything or bring anything? You know, and I'm just like, this is an amazing conversation. Three kilos of these, four <laughs> kilos of that. No, like she wants some bread or something. You know, like when your dad comes back. So yeah, I understood this conversation. I felt very proud of myself. Now I could not speak, but. I'm understanding so many more context clues and words, but no, I'm going to get back. Yeah. I'm going to get back into my, into my Spanish. It's going to be great. Like with Remy too, because as he starts to really learn certain words at an elementary level, that's going to be me. So hopefully I'll learn more as well with him. He was telling me the same thing this morning that he understood that conversation. Shut up. What's the thing that surprised you the most about motherhood? I don't know. There's so many things, you know, I think it's like a, kind of every day something else dawns on me. What I've been feeling lately is I've always been a very emotional, very in touch with my emotions, very comfortable being emotional, like with Fran, like I'm comfortable crying or expressing myself and telling him things. I'm very sensitive, especially right now. But I am so um, I used to, you know, I used to like really morbid things, right? Like I could watch Criminal Minds and I can watch really horrific things and read bad news stories and something has happened, I think, since becoming a mom. And so I'm sure you all know as when you watch TikTok videos, at least in my algorithm, I see a lot of TikTok videos come up that are parents who are going through like child loss, right? Like their child's been in the NICU and I am completely unable to watch those videos. I mean, I feel so close to that sort of situation, having just had a baby, feeling so blessed that even though I struggled, that he was so healthy from the time he was born, that I do not ever want to have to comprehend what new parents go through having a child that's really sick oh. or in the hospital for a long time and then not making it. Um, I just can't even fathom, nor do I want to be in your shoes. Um, so I just, I used to be able to watch things in, I'd be touched by them emotionally and cry at videos, but I can't even, I can't handle it. Like I can't even read these news stories about stuff that's happening to moms and kids in the Ukraine. I can't, I can't do it. And I used to be able to read that kind of stuff. No problem. But I don't know. I think something about being a mom now, all of a sudden, it's just this increased level of empathy that I can't even express. And I'm sure anyone else that's a mom knows it. And I, I like to try and warm. I get a lot of judgment from women. I've noticed lately that uh, sometimes that aren't moms. And I always was very careful to pass judgment on moms and parenting because I would always say like, I'm not a mom. So you, we can judge all we want. But like when you're not a mom, you don't really know how you'd handle a situation with a child. And now I totally get it from this perspective. Like you really don't know anything about it until you're in that position. I think you just become so vulnerable. Like you, I feel... It's a vulnerability that it's an out of body vulnerability. Like you feel that you have put all your chips in this little being that is outside yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's just crazy. I know. 
yeah, it's really difficult. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, what's something that surprised you the most about fatherhood? Has there been anything and does it change every day? Is there something about you that surprised you like now that you actually have a baby to take care of? That. What I like, I think it's just. Just being vulnerable and feeling. Like just the amount. And, and it's, it sounds cliche because everybody said like, oh my God, the amount of love, blah, blah, blah. But it's just crazy how much you care how much it matters to you yeah. and how much it affects your life in a really positive way. So you're worried. Yeah. Like you worried about this, you worry about that. And, and we have had issues about that and I need to be better at it. Like I get critical about it. Yeah. Fran and I have, yeah, I know we, we had a long talk the other night because I was really upset and I felt that I mean, this is, you know, probably a whole nother conversation, honestly, but we always like to be very transparent with y'all because it is really hard um, to, and you know, Fran is great hands-on dad and we were in a really good place for the most part during our pregnancy, actually better than ever, like well, to have this child. And it's really hard. Like a baby's never going to solve a problem. I don't know if people think that or bring you closer together. It it's can actually, it can actually probably drive you apart. And I think that that's something Fran and I have been struggling with lately, not bonding all the attentions on the baby. I'm still postpartum and kind of dealing with hormones and emotions and not feeling good about just how I look and feel in general. But I had said to Fran, I've tried to be really good about how I, I think communication is super important. And we've joked about our communication in the past, but, I, or, or, you know, in issues and stuff we've had. But I said to him that, and I know he's coming from a good place, but I had noticed my opinion. I felt that he was being super critical of me and how I was mothering. Right. And so from like, I wanted to give him a bath one night, we started, we say spa night. And I didn't want to, when he was a newborn, because I heard you don't have to do it every night, but I kind of wanted to start this nighttime tradition for bedtime. And he was like, Oh, well you said it might dry him out. So do it tomorrow. Or I wanted to cut his nails. He's like, use the nail file instead of the nail clippers. I know these things all sound very small, but I think you can, I mean, I'm sure women understand. And understand, but but yeah, it kind of, it, it piled up for me and I just like lost it the other night in a way. Like I just, I, I didn't yell at him. I just lost it crying and had to walk away because I like got all set up where me had been crying and he was just fussy. It's that witching hour. And I had been upstairs and he's on his computer doing his own thing for about an hour and a half. And I'm like, can you help me? Can you help me? And I'm upstairs. I finally was like looking forward to this time on the clock that I could give him a bath. I got his bottle ready. I got everything set up for the bath. And then here he comes like up the stairs, grabs him from me he was like he didn't like the, you didn't like the look of the bathtub water you thought it looked dirty and I knew I had put soap in there so he dumps the whole bathtub out after I'd gotten everything set up and you know, I just fucking like I knew I was gonna start crying I just left I let him give the bath alone because I'm like I can't handle it you know so I, I talked to him about it later because I try not to be passive aggressive I didn't really want to talk about it but I'm like I just you know this is how I feel I knew it probably turn into something that you'd get defensive about it but I was like I know you're coming from a good place but it's really hard to have a baby because we're going to do things differently. And I tried to say it to you in a way that was like, sometimes you're going to want to burp him differently than I do. Or I read, you don't have to burp him as much as we've been burping him. Your mom and you and the nanny and me are probably going to do things differently. Like you might want to use a nail file. I want to use the clippers. I was like, unless you think I'm going to harm our child and possibly kill him, just like, let me do things my way. Cause I'm trying to figure it out too. So that's kind of what I was saying to him. And it was a really hard conversation. Like, you know, I mean, anyone knows now we can kind of talk about it in hindsight, but in the time it gets kind of escalated and you get kind of upset. That. But I think it was a great conversation to check myself because. And you feel it, that way now? I'm, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like 
I, I felt like, of course, it didn't come from a bad place. Mm -hmm. I know that I was just caring so much and I, like, I listened to all of these people and th this is not mathematics. It's not exact science. So I apologize and I'm sorry. And it's good. I, what, the reason I was uh, saying that it's good is because it's better to have the conversation the sooner. Yeah. Than in two months when you're like completely like had it mm -hmm. and maybe kill me. <laughs> I'm not gonna kill you. I I don't do that though. I think that's and something maybe that's put really me important. in the mattress or something and put me in the no. I storage. I prefer to not. When when I hit that point, I walked away because I was upset. I also know that I'm more sensitive than normal right now. So I need to check myself and go, okay. But it was a lot of things. I had tangible examples. It's a way I've been feeling. I think what's difficult in a relationship is, you know, you'll pawn it off on me being too sensitive. Yeah, I'm fucking sensitive. But like, that's who I am. And that's how I was feeling. I mean, I so love you kind of have to sometimes like respect how your partner feels. And I wasn't yelling at you or doing it back to you. And I get it. I mean, look, the point is it's hard to have a baby i think we're gonna run into this situation too when it comes to like disciplining a child and that's why it's important to be on the same page like i may not want to discipline him for something or i may not like the way you discipline and that's going to be even more of a difficult belt, show color like just figuring it out trying to figure those things out but we, i'm pretty sure we're gonna find a middle ground okay to break things up for a moment um with one last question that has nothing to do with parenting before we get into some tips i found for bonding we'll i think y'all can already see how well we're not doing on that but it's actually a great article i think we can all learn from um teal unicorn 35 fancy screen name what's your favorite snack i'm just going to address the pregnancy thing because nothing ever tasted as good even sex as um when i was pregnant um, like those Sonic limeades and gum and like baked potatoes from that Big Al's barbecue joint. Not the Big Al from the radio show, but I guess it's another Big Al that has the, 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 the ribs. I always the thought potato. it was the, uh, Big Al's No, joint. I don't know what Big Al that is, but those things tasted better to me than like anything I had ever had in my entire life. There's something about being pregnant because I've had a few limeades since. Limeades are great. Like I love the Sonic limeade, but it does not have the same taste to it. Like my desire for food has just completely... I don't know, plummeted in a way like stuff just doesn't taste as good. So I don't know. Do you, do you have a favorite snack? Whatever. Lately for Brian and I, it's been peanut butter pretzels, which I've never liked in my life, but you know, you can get a big container of them and they sit by the bed and they're peanut butter filled pretzel nuggets that we get. We've been, we've been down. There is those. a time during the night that if it's eatable, it could be eatable. It smells eatable. I'll eat it. Okay, well, this is a good time to talk about Noom because now now also that I'm kind of on this postpartum journey, you know, I'm not trying to diet by any means because I'm still breastfeeding. I just want to make some healthier choices. And I think being pregnant for a long time, you eat whatever's in sight. You eat when you're tired. You eat when you're starving in the middle of the night. And now that I'm not pregnant anymore, I want to start to make some better decisions. And Noom's such a fascinating approach to weight loss and, you know, I shouldn't even really say dieting in general because it's a psychology based approach, right? That Noom, Noom knows and believes with a lot of scientifically backed data that 
we tend to have eating habits based on our psychology, right? And I think especially women, I should say I'm a little biased, but we know when we're emotional eaters, you either, you know, you binge eat when you're emotional and feeling down and depressed, or sometimes you don't eat when you're feeling depressed, you're one or the other. And one's not better than the other, I promise, because both are going to lead to a lot of kind of nutritional issues one way or another. And Noom is just going to give you the psychology behind like why you're eating when you're eating, you know, are you eating because you're tired? Are you eating a lot because you're stressed? You eat a lot in the middle of the night or late at night and skip breakfast in the morning, that sort of thing. So this psychology based approach is going to be really eye opening for you. And of course, you're going to be able to utilize this app. And so you're going to have daily lessons, coaching, food, logging, weight tracking, flexibility. Noom's not going to tell you, you know, to not eat your favorite food. They're just going to help you understand and start to kind of reconsider how much you're eating, why you're eating this, when you're eating it. And this cognitive approach is going to teach you how to be more mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom weight users finish the program. More than 60% of users engage with the program. Keep the weight off for a year or more. So this is by no means some sort of crash diet plan. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash fittish. That's N-O-O-M.com slash fittish. See what you think. Really cool. I know the day's going to come here in a minute when I'm like, my breastfeeding, I'm just kind of going, breastfeeding's hard. Like I'm going to have to go in a second so I can pump. Breastfeeding's really tough. And I mean, I actually like the actual breastfeeding, but it's the pumping and trying to keep up the supply that's been so tough, you know, because I feel like even in the morning, I mean, we're going to get into this, like boosting your bond and some ways to boost our bond. I'm going to give you some of these and see if we've done any of them. But, you know, this morning you went to work out and then now we've been sitting here like, you know, we need some intimacy in our lives. I fully recognize it. But then it's like either Remy's crying. I feel like I need to go down there or well, I got to me right now. We ask him to go like check on the cars or something. Oh, in the, in the <laughs> office and with all the lights on. Yeah. No, I, uh, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, finding, finding the time for intimacy is hard. And, it, and when I'm pumping every three hours, it makes me feel weird when I pump too. Like I feel kind of nauseous. I'm pretty sure there must be like a six position that I can help you pump. <laughs> Maybe we'll get back on that. We'll let you know how it goes. Okay. So sounds messy. How bonding after you've had a child. So, um, here are some tips I just found on this motherly, this website, which is great. has a lot of great articles, but tips on bonding. How do you, how well do you think we bonded recently? From one to 10. Sure. It's hovers between, uh, Five and a seven. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say like a one to two. No, no, no. Because we actually, I know there's been a lot of baby talk, but I find that bonding. Like I find. For now, yeah. When we talk about certain things, certain techniques, certain about the future, like how things are going to look like and schools and stuff. I think that's bonding. Mm-hmm. And lately. We still talk about work. We talked a lot about work and, and, um. There's been a lot of changes in your work. There's been a lot of changes in my work. And we've been bouncing ideas back and forward. And I think that's a really great bonding. Besides that, maybe one and two. Maybe one, maybe one to two. It's funny. The first tip says don't shut him out. And it references this kind of thing called maternal gatekeeping, which is usually, which is kind of funny because it's almost something that I think it's been more paternal gatekeeping on some things. Cause what they say that moms have a tendency to do is like the example here is when, 
when a mom tries to limit or control the interaction that the dad has with the child like if, she, if the dad's trying to give the child a bath and the mom's like you're not doing it right let me do it and I'm like well that's kind of what Fran's been doing to me so I'll call it paternal gatekeeping you're not supposed to do that because it can really put off your partner and make them feel like they shouldn't even do something or they just can't do anything right but oh. so we get a 10 on something negative no it's okay. Now we're learning. Yeah. We're not doing that. So you're supposed to let your partner figure it out, even if they're not doing it the way that you prefer. Bite your tongue. Why, why are you looking no, at that? No, because that's exactly what we're talking about. Okay. Um, remember that your partner can't read your mind. Do you ask for things? Do you tell me things? Absolutely. That you need? No, absolutely. I think you read my mind. <laughs> Describe the problem, not the person. Yes, I like that approach. I like that approach too. Uh, uh, it's really amazing. It's like utopical, but uh, it's really cool because it ends up describing the person while describing the problem, but mm -hmm. we'll try it. They say to use word, the expressions like, I feel bummed that, you know, so you can tell someone you feel bummed out about something instead of like, you forgot to do this. You forgot to do this. Like, I feel bummed that. I feel it's like, I, I can see, I feel bummed that. There's a shitload of laundry and it hasn't been done. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I feel bummed that you got home super fucked up or like your alcohol. I don't know. Ask yourself, what does it cost you? So this is interesting. And this is something, this was another issue that Fran and I had. And I know that the, I, I'm just trying to warn him that at some point, if it continues, that I know I'll feel very resentful. And, you know, he would like pop out of bed and go work out. And then one day he wanted to go, um, actually that's what it, that's what it was one day you, I talked to you at three o'clock, you said that you'd be home in about an hour or so that you were meeting with a guy at the office. And then an hour or so later he calls me and he's like, Hey babe, do you mind? Like, I think I'm going to go work out. Well, he was already there. I had been giving Remy a bath and he was already in his workout clothes. He, he, so he was like, well, I tried calling you and he was going to do the workout. Of course I was very short with him and I found it very frustrating now that we have a baby that like I was waiting on him to get home. And then now he was going to take another hour to get home. Like, well, what the fuck? Like, maybe I'd like to work out or maybe I'd like help with Remy. So I was pissed, obviously. And he came home pissed and didn't work out. And he's like, I'm here. I'm like, well, that's a great attitude. So, you know, we had a bit of an issue <laughs> the other night, but it's just hard because I told him, I go, I actually don't care. And I totally respect that he's, and he's more social than me. He's probably going to want to go out for a drink every now and then. Or he went and rode motorcycles with a client of his the other night for a couple hours. And I know that's good for business and I yeah. get it, but I like to know, right? Like, I don't think it's too much to go. Just let me know in the morning like hey today like can i uh, i may not can i i shouldn't say that because it's not about asking for permission it's more about just respecting your partner's time right like hey are you good covered tonight or that way i at least know i can have my mom come over and help me if i have some work i need to do it's just that last minute bachelor mentality that drives me it's, fucking uh, crazy I was, I was watching at this uh tiktok this comedian is like we men turn go back to be nine years old when it comes to drinking like when he's like so babe uh there is this um well my friends are um going to um uh and it's going to be just an hour a couple hours like, spit like, it the fuck out yeah, yeah. you like, like oh. you become like nine years old it's funny because I don't, I try so hard to, I never wanted to be that woman. Oh, you're like, not. Da, 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 da. No, it's more, no, I actually my, but... don't care. I really don't care about 
about the action, about what you want to you do. You just want it in the schedule for a month ahead. <laughs> I don't want it a month ahead. I want it like the morning of or like Sunday. And his mom made a joke to me and was like, well, at least he gives you a day heads up because he comes to Mexico and then he'll just be like, bye, I'm leaving for the airport. Like he doesn't even tell his poor mom that he's like going to leave that afternoon, you know, to go home. He, she doesn't even know That's it's like his last true. night. And that's so difficult. And I just said, I, I, I try to go, men don't change or people don't change. You've always been this way. But I hope that with a baby, you could at least be like, I used to tell you, you cannot just tell me you're going to leave tomorrow for Mexico for three days. Like I need coverage. I need help. I also fucking work. That's what I said to him. Like, no joke. I was like, it's not like I'm just sitting here with all the fucking time in the world. Not that that makes it okay either. But like, you know, like I got to fucking work and make money too. I was pissed. Obviously. I'm like, maybe I'd like to go for a walk. Maybe I'd like to go for a walk together. Instead, you're just going to go work out by yourself. We so would turn into a the whole other thing. day. I know. For a run walk. Do you know how much that mattered to me though? It mattered so much to me It brings me to the too. next part of the list. It says, say, say thank you to your partner and say it often. You know, I don't. It is such a thankless job, like, you know, being a mom, like they say, being a nurse is such a thankless job. Like some of these caretaker roles are very thankless, but I think um, it is important to say thank you to your partner. And like you brought me coffee and oatmeal this morning, which was amazing. I'm, I was so grateful for it. You know, I don't always need to be thanked, but it's more about acknowledging the effort that your partner makes. They say is really important for your bonding. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Finally, was Dave. that a you're welcome or I would think I, I didn't know, <laughs> know which one was it was a weird feeling the blanks finally we just got awful quiet in that moment <laughs> date nights a necessity uh you know this author is saying that you know friends with older kids are managing weekly date nights that sounds like a lot and some parents are only able to do once a month but they say that Not it's like me. one of the most important things you can do um you know especially as you get kids that are older that are talking constantly so you don't get like a whole lot of bonding to have adult conversation. But, um, yeah. And I watched a TikTok. If you're going to go a date night, let's get the sex out of the way before the date. Oh yeah. Duh. Yes. I completely agree. And speaking of sex, actually, sorry, there were more points on your have sex to connect. I like that. Sometimes sex can feel like one more thing you're doing for somebody else, but how about aiming for once a week? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's more than we've been doing lately. Yeah, or, yeah. Once a week is a good start. Unless you've been having more sex than I know about. With myself, <laughs> mainly. <laughs> it's, I've been having selfies. Can we tell? Can we tell the one last story, the Target trip story, please? Which Target? Oh yes, With your mom. Just to end the podcast. Two today. last, two last stories. But, what? Uh, I, I just want to ask the audience about the Mexican and uh, Spanish segment in one podcast because people have asked but go ahead over the target oh yeah well we can talk about it yeah. next week yes yeah unless you want to no, you just no, want to no, ask no. them what if, if you they want will like it yeah because i have only? yes i think it's okay but we have a lot of people that listen that don't speak spanish either so i think it's great and i'm i think we can do that but yeah fran wants to know if if you would ever like a short segment that was only done in spanish i had a q a and people were asking a couple of, i had multiple questions about having a segment in Spanish. And actually I had a really good entrepreneur, an ex chief of staff of the president of Mexico and mm -hmm. a couple people. So I would like to, if you guys would like that, we can do something like that. And I would like to see what would you want to hear in that? Or what if we did a second Fittish podcast a week where Fran was the sole host and it was like Fittish en Espanol. Yeah. And uh, you got to do everything. 
I think it's going to be like, like five listeners. Five, no, it's not. Well, yeah, give us feedback as always, info at finish.com or DM Fran or myself or the Fittish account and let us know some feedback on yeah. that if you'd like some cool guests that Fran has from Mexico to come on and talk for a few minutes. And then um, maybe after I, we, I can just sum it up. I can do the summary. We have subtitles. Yeah. No, I just want to tell the story to end the podcast on something hilarious that happened because like you talked about being a nine-year-old boy when it comes to wanting to go hang out with your friends, but you're also a nine-year-old boy when you hang out with your mom and go to Target because Brian and I have tried to have postpartum sex like one time and it felt like sandpaper. It was just excruciating. And then I realized that talking to other mom friends this weekend, we went and had a spa day and they were like, oh yeah, like sex for a while is actually really uncomfortable. Use a lot of lube. Like, you know, they say after breastfeeding, it gets better, but I had no idea since I didn't push that baby out through that hole I thought I'd be totally intact when I was cleared but no apparently like all your hormones make things really rough for a while so the advice was obviously use a lot of lube and just keep trying and it'll get better after a handful of times I'm like well that's fucking great because it was really painful so Fran ordered like a giant thing of lube from Amazon, but then it got delayed. And so we're laughing and his mom needed to go to Target to get some stuff. So he's like, I'll get more lube at Target. And I was like, great. But then he sends me this photo with like his mom in a shopping cart, like in front of him. And he's holding the lube. Like, how am I going to get this with my mom? And I'm like, you fucking dumb, dumb. First of all, like I would buy lube. I would send my mom to the store to buy lube, but that's obviously the relationship I have with candy. I guess as a grown man, even though you're almost 40, I it's, like, it, it's not uncomfortable. It's just like, like, you know, you your just, mom doesn't think we have sex. No, but you just opened like the door f for different conversations. Like, oh, that's the one that we also use. I mean, like, I don't yeah, want to hear exactly. that. Your parents can't keep yeah. their hands off each other. No, that's like, exactly like, oh my God. <laughs> have you tried this in different places? Like, no, mom. Oh, that's chill. what you were worried yes. about. So, of course, I told Fran, like, maybe I'm. No, just my parents more. are like, meet the fuckers. Oh, yeah. Like, they're all, yeah, all over each other. But I. I told Fran, I go, I have so many clever ways out of this. I'm like, why wouldn't you just send your mom to the baby aisle and say, Jenna just sent me a message because she's been looking for, she knows this, like I've been looking for a little black sweatpants set everywhere. Send her to the Target baby aisle, go check out with just the lube, you know, put it in your pocket or put it in the car because he tells me that he was, it was a small bottle. He was going to shoplift it. And I was like, if you get caught shoplifting lube at Target, like what? A, what an amazing story for the podcast. It would actually be great content, but like also how humiliating that you shoplifted from Target. Like, please don't steal it. Please just go check out, scan it, put it in your pocket, go put it in your car. And then your mom's still on the baby aisle. Oh, good idea. And then he sends me a photo at the Target. There was only one cashier and the line was like, the line was like all the way down by the cleaning supplies. How I did, did you not, get it? not, not shoplifted. How did you get it? I... You waited and checked pay, out? Yeah, and paid for did, it. You did not steal yes, it. Yes, I did not no, steal you it. Did. <laughs> no, I did not steal it. <laughs> you of course, no, not, no, 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 of course not. <laughs> like, like, you what, checked out not with your mom, I, though. Thief. Yeah, you checked out before your mom. Yes, no, I did and that. And put it in the car. Yes. I just sneaked this $8 somewhere around Target. So Don't listen you, to guys, him. you guys got to have to scavenge on those $8. Don't listen to him. Well, good. Well, thank you for buying that. Of Maybe course. we'll use it. Sometime. Yeah, at some point. Because yeah. now we have like a now gallon. Like a gallon and a small <laughs> yeah, bottle yeah. like that we still haven't yeah, opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People that don't know, they think they might. We, we get it on like every three times a day with having that pump next to the bed. You got one that has a pump? Yeah, like a it has like dispenser? a, yeah, it's a whole Astroglide with a pump. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to take my birth control.
hold my breath. You don't have to hold your breath. It was painful. But now we have like a fucking slip and slide. Like, you, know you don't understand as a man that doesn't always mean it's not painful. That just means that it's like can get in there more easily. It still doesn't necessarily mean that it feels amazing. Well, just a tip. Thank you for listening to this thrilling episode of the Fittish Podcast. Give us your feedback as always. Uh, submit some questions. You can do that every Monday on our Instagram account. Um, that way, it'll you'll hear it on the podcast a couple days later. Hopefully, we got yeah. to most of your questions. Or just DM Fran because he's an influencer now and he likes to um, do Q and A with my new uh, found fame. With your newfound fame. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.